Welcome to the South Mims U podcast, and in this episode we're going to talk about genitalia, specifically penises. Not real ones, but representations of them in art, and specifically the rather modest penis sported by Michelangelo's David, which stands proudly in the very public Palazzo Vecchio, Florence. Well, a copy of it does. The original is in the Galleria dell'Accademica, and of course there's an exact copy in London's Victoria and Albert Museum. In both places his penis is uncovered, but that's a fairly recent phenomenon. For most of its history Michelangelo's David has sported a fig leaf. Not so long ago the statue hit the headlines when a school board in Tallahassee, Florida dismissed a teacher who dared to include a picture of the fully naked David in a presentation on Renaissance art. Here's a clip to remind you. In the name of parental rights, parents, send your kids out of the room or avert their eyes. What I'm about to show you might upset your children. It might frighten your family. So I'll give you a moment. Okay, are you ready? This is a 17-foot tall statue of David, made by one of the greatest artists of the Renaissance, Michelangelo, in the early 1500s. Arguably one of the most famous sculptures in the world. And yes, for the record, David is totally nude. More than a million people visit the Statue of David every year. It is the most iconic piece in one of the most visited museums in Florence in Italy. Now, today, in the 21st century, a school board in Florida appears to be channeling that 16th century fig leaf campaign. A charter school in the state capital called Tallahassee Classical. The school began teaching Michelangelo's masterpieces to its sixth graders, meeting a school mandate to teach kids in that grade about the Renaissance. But one parent complained that the lesson, which included Michelangelo's David and the creation of Adam, along with Botticelli's Birth of Venus, that parent complained that the lesson was pornographic. Seemingly inspired by Governor Ron DeSantis's parental rights slash don't say gay legislation, that Tallahassee Charter School Board passed a rule last month requiring two weeks advance notice for parents of any curriculum that is potentially controversial. The chairman of the school's board who wants Tallahassee Classical to be on the cutting edge of DeSantis's education agenda, he said parental rights are supreme. In this case, the interests of the three parents who spoke up about Michelangelo's scandalous masterpieces, that was apparently enough to force the school's principal out of her job. Last week, the school's board voted that the principal would be fired if she did not resign over this Renaissance history lesson. That set off a wave of controversy with many schools across America pulling their classes on classical art and covering up any supposedly obscene works. Some parents called the art that we all thought was good for us pornography, and I suppose there is an argument that carved or painted genitalia can count as porn. It just depends on how you define porn. Now, you might think that this controversy was just an American peculiarity, but for one enterprising businessman in Welland Garden City, a town to the north of our university here in South Mims, it's a commercial opportunity. But before we meet him, let's put the story into context. To help me do that, I went to see our professor of classical art, Matilda Tillerson. Ah, oh, sorry, sorry, I, I, I didn't see your cat. Don't worry, he looks like a cushion when he curls up like that. Shoo, shoo, Boccaccio, go, go. 
He's a naughty Tom. A very naughty Tom. Oh, his, his name is Boccaccio, the Italian Renaissance writer. Oh, very good. Yes, author of The Decameron. A very, very sexy book. Oh, I see. Evidence of a decadent Renaissance. More grist to the mill of the moralists who are attempting to take over the world of art. But didn't the unveiling of Michelangelo's David spark moral outrage at the time? It did indeed. You're quite right. But let's talk about this in my studio. I have quite a display of artefacts in there. I'm sure you'll appreciate their relevance. Come, come. Ah, oh, sorry. Oh, not to worry, not to worry. That was just Venus. She's always sneaking around looking for crumbs. Shoo, Venus, shoo! Oh, uh, Venus. Uh, after the Botticelli Venus, of course. Actually, Venus Williams. I prefer a more muscular woman. Oh, right. Come, come, follow me. Oh, so many books and, um... Uh, turn around. Oh, right. Oh, uh, ooh. And so many penises. I like to call them my glorious peni. Peni? Another form of the plural. I think it more elegant. And uh, why so many? They have been recovered by art historians from mutilated statues across the ages. You'll see here. Where, where? Here, under my thumb. Oh, oh, it's a... Um... Very small, yes. Modestly small. Purposefully modest. It's from a Roman statue of a gladiator. In the classical world, it was common for male statues to be naked and for their members to be on display. They were always modest in size. This was not pornography, which exaggerates human sexuality for profit. No, this was art and communication. It was a celebration of the human form, as well as, in many cases, battles and victories and so on. So the, um, the, the, the member was kept... Um, um... My, my, for an interviewer, you're especially coy. Well, I'm just thinking of my listeners. If your listeners were prudes, they would have switched off by now, dear boy. These cocks, pricks and schlongs are evidence that in antiquity they did not have the hang-ups our modern world seems to have about the human body, especially the male body. I'll admit that most male bodies aren't much to look at, but then you could say the same about women. I mean, look at me. Oh, no, no, you're... Um, uh... You don't have to be polite. I can hardly get through the door, dear. At my age, I relish my invisibility, and I also still relish the attractive form of a well-muscled man. His manhood is neither here or there. Though, when the mood suits, I'd rather it was here. <laughs> my little jest. It, it, indeed. Um, but, uh, but you have so many. It's a huge collection. Yes, it's actually quite renowned across the world. I'm known as the classical cock lady on social media. Oh, are you? Now, as you can see, I have stone penises, wooden penises, uh, uh, alabaster dicks, marble cocks, Oh, there are some bronze ones. Uh, and they were all removed by prudes? Yes, prudes down the centuries have mutilated artworks to try and keep people in ignorance, not just of the potential of art, but to control them socially and morally and politically, which is what is going on around the world right now. But Michelangelo's David was covered up very quickly, wasn't it? It was. He didn't exaggerate David's member. As I said, he stuck to the classical tradition of carving a modest one. The point was to show male beauty as well as restraint. But the church didn't like it. The penis, that is. 
The statue was hailed as a masterpiece from the moment it was unveiled. But the penis, oh dear, the penis was shocking, to the priests at least. So it was covered up with a fig leaf. At first a real one, and then a metal one. But why a fig leaf? Well, it, it's the right shape for a start. Its three parts correspond to the shape of the typical male arrangement. It was a real leaf, but I mean, a real leaf wilts. <laughs> yes, wilts. <laughs> what a fine choice of words, my boy. As the fig leaf does in fact wilt, a metal one was wrought with a girdle and then hung around David's elegant waist. The choice of a fig leaf is also biblically correct. Biblically correct? How so? The Garden of Eden, dear boy. It was full of fig trees. The story of Adam and Eve was set in a wonderful lush garden which was probably modelled on the kinds of gardens they had in ancient Iran, uh, which has a lot of fig trees. Oh, I see. Didn't Michelangelo have other problems with his um, stone genitalia? He did indeed. His statue of Christ the Redeemer depicted Jesus's penis and that was quickly covered up. Though unfortunately the bronze girdle used to cover his modesty was and is irremovable and of course there's the Sistine Chapel. Michelangelo painted a lot of naked bodies and in 1541 what was called the fig leaf campaign began and supposedly discreet bits of cloth were painted around the slender waists of both male and female figures. That kind of vandalism you can't reverse. The urge to censor is really nothing new. Of course it isn't. It's a deep and cruel aspect of human nature. Repression like this always seems to get worse as empires decline and that's what's happening in America. The cultural and moral thugs in Florida are just modern incarnations of an urge to control what children see, what they think and how they develop. And not just children, of course, but all of us. So it's repressive censorship, this removal of genitalia, or, or it's covering up with fig leaves or drapery. Well, actually, young man, I think it might seem like that, but it actually has the opposite effect. Oh. Here I take a hint from Foucault. Do you know him? Oh, yes. Michel Foucault, the French philosopher. Yes, the very French philosopher, who wrote a lot about sex and the lack of it, its repression and its representation. And he didn't like fig leaves. He saw them for what they were, a repressive tendency which always backfires. What, why do the fig leaves backfire then? Because a fig leaf heightens the visibility of the very thing it seeks to hide. I, I don't understand. If I cover up something you know is there, then when you look at the fig leaf you think of the penis. Yes, I see, but... Um... I see many things. I see an attempt at repressive censorship. I understand why it's being censored to control my thoughts, but my thoughts cannot be controlled, so I see the penis in my mind, the very thing that the moralists seek to hide, and that makes me think about what the ultimate aim of the censorship is, to stop me thinking about sex and feeling desire, so I think about sex and feel desire. All from a fig leaf. Fig leaves are very powerful symbols, young man. So the parents in Tallahassee have merely made their kids think more about sex rather than less about it. That's true. A penis is a very ordinary thing. In fact, many people think it's just plain ugly. The fig leaf makes the penis sexier in the imagination. But the moralists wouldn't accept that. That's because the moralists are mostly very stupid. But the moralists, as you said, are growing in number. 
Well, yes, they are engorged with confidence, stiff with resolve, and ripe with ejaculatory exhortations to chastity and purity. But they will fail, because covering up is always sexier than full exposure. Well, thank you, Matilda. That's been fascinating. Here, touch this Albanian bronze member we recovered only a week ago. It's sleek and highly polished and perfectly No, formed. no, no, thank you, thank you. No, I, I actually have to go. I'd better go. Oh, of course, you're going to visit Dan Bowles' workshop. Such a clever man. Such an artisan. Y yes, yes, we are, yes. Uh, well, thank you again, Matilda. <coughs> oh! You naughty boy! Harry! Harry! Come here! No, come here! Dan Bowles started life in wrought iron. He made iron gates and fences, as well as other ironworks across Hertfordshire, and has also worked on prestigious landmarks in London and in numerous stately homes in southern England. His company is called The Bold Iron and Stoneworks, and he's branched out into plastics and even 3D digital printing technology. But recently his business has boomed for a very unusual reason, and you've probably guessed why. He's making a killing producing fig leaves. Let's go inside and meet Dan. Hey, how are you? I'm very well and I can see your business is thriving. We're doing okay. You're just being modest, which is unusual for an American such as yourself. Isn't that a bit of a stereotype? Oh, yes, yes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Not all Americans are loud and brash. No, you're right. I'm sorry. Uh, where are you from in America? New York, upstate, near Albany. It's Niagara Falls way. Right, and how long have you been in the UK? 20 years, just over. Am I right in saying that the boom you're experiencing has been triggered by the moralist wave that's sweeping the United States? Sure, that's right. Suddenly there's a real big demand for fig leaves, and not just any kind, but ornate ones, hefty ones, you know, made of iron and stone or really durable plastic. They have to have heft. So as to cover up the offending, um... Genitalia, yeah. Mostly we're using fiberglass or plastic. We've had some requests for bronze and iron girdles, the kind they used way back in the 1500s to cover up the David. Yes, we heard about that from uh, Matilda Tillerson. Ah, Tilly! She's wonderful. She has a small collection of fig leaves. Did she show them to you? No, mostly the, um... Yeah, the, uh, yeah. Isn't there a collection of fig leaves at the Victoria and Albert Museum? Yeah, I've been to see it. They let me down into the archives. They have boxes of them. In the Victorian times, they covered up everything, or, you know. Oh, yes, all exposed statues, uh, and even table legs. That's a myth. Oh, is it? And oh, what a shame. But they did cover up certain kinds of nakedness. Mainly male? Yeah, mainly male parts, and they covered them up with wooden fig leaves, iron fig leaves, plaster fig leaves. They have boxes of them, like I said. And is it true that it was all because of Queen Victoria, or is that a myth, too? It's true. When they had the copy made of the David, she came to visit, and, well, she was shocked. So shocked that the museum ordered a fig leaf, and it was applied. Yes, applied to the offending section. Yeah, and, you know, Queen Victoria was no stranger to, well... Yeah, yes, yes, she had nine children, after all. And she and Prince Albert were... Yes, very much in love. Very much in love, yeah, that's true. So, um... So she was... she appreciated... I mean, 
But I guess seeing it out there in full view of every and any visitor, so many feet high up above you. And perfectly formed. Yeah, but modest. Very modest. But I guess those were the times. They were, and those times have returned. Which is good for business. Have you sold many fig leaves to Florida? We have a huge order from Florida. Governor DeSantis is going to pass a law which mandates all Disney characters without obvious clothing must have a fig leaf. Really? Sure. Uh, perhaps that's not public yet, but when is the show going out? Oh, not for ages, and, and very few people listen to it. <laughs> well, that's okay then. So all Disney characters will have to have a fig leaf? If they're not obviously clothed, you know, they're just animals without clothes. I see. But not stone or iron ones. No, no, of course not. We've developed a lightweight compound that's also flexible and can even be lit up. We're shipping them next week. Can I see one? Sure. Here, you see? It's flexible. And you can light it up from our fig leaf app. I'll just do it. There. Amazing. The fig leaf, which is perfectly formed, has begun to glow. And, and now it's pulsing with color. Oh, that's very attractive, Dan. Uh, might you use this on the statue of David? That would be a bit crass, wouldn't it? Yes, you're right. It would be crass. You're very digitally savvy, though. I have seen your uh, 3D printing machines, and you've even got a test lab over there, but behind glass. I mean, what goes what goes on in there? That's where we developed the bulletproof fig leaves. Bulletproof? Well, there is a gun violence problem in the States. Oh, I see. And we're really proud of our virtual fig leaves. Virtual fig leaves? Yeah. That's what's in this version of the app. You download it on your kids' phones, and when it detects any kind of genitalia, a fig leaf pops up and covers it. That's brilliant. It's actually set to make us more money than the physical fig leaves, which I find amazing. Oh, and it works. It works. Look, look. I, I brought up a picture of the Three Graces by Canova, which are three naked ladies all sort of cuddling each other, and it's immediately covered the ladies' breasts with cute little fig leaves. It's clever, isn't it? Oh, oh hold on. I just brought up a picture of Governor Ron DeSantis and a fig leaf has appeared over the centre of his face. Ah, yeah, right. Well, that's a bug we're trying to fix. A bug? It keeps registering his nose as a... As a... You know, as a... A penis? Yeah, a dick. A cock? That's right. We're trying to fix it. But otherwise business is thriving. Yeah, our tagline is, we're cleaning up by covering up. That's, that's very clever. Well, Dan Bowles, thank you for your time. It's been a revelation. Hey, it's been my pleasure. And don't let on that DeSantis has ordered fig leaves for Disney. Not yet, anyway. Oh, no, I, I promise. So, dear listeners, keep the secret if you can. And the next time you see an artistic member, reach for the fig leaf, or even the Fig Leaf app. Check out our other episodes and tell your friends about South Mims U. Goodbye. The Governor's Board of Education is now considering its own expansion of the law through 12th grade. Teachers who violate the board's proposed rule could be suspended or have their teaching licenses revoked. The State Board of Education will vote on the proposed rule next month, so get your fig leaves ready.